1977, the world changed. The film industry was transformed. The popular culture rocked. And young minds forever altered. Star Wars arrived. And nothing would ever be the same again. Though everyone wasn't affected in the same way, everyone was affected. This is my Star Wars story. My Star Wars Story Monthly at MyStarWarsStory.com It is me and Tim there with posters. Sign, please, sign. Sign. You'd be the first two shut. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we are talking about Sane Crawler. This is sick. This is a big one. I'm excited. This 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 one is making me a little bit excited. Let me really? See. I'm getting it. That's no pressure. I see the wet spot. <laughs> <laughs> the sand crawler appears in. Uh, I did research. You did research for once. Appears in episode one, the Phantom Menace. It, when is that? I'm already lost. Yeah. Okay, man. Episode two is Tiger Clones. I will. This is what it's what it says. I know it's in two. I didn't know it was in one. Are you sure it's in one? That's what that. That's what Wikipedia. No. Wikipedia said they don't lie. There was no nonsense on that. Nah, it's my damn suffering succotash. That line. <laughs> Episode four, New Hope, obviously, and everything out there that's like video game ish and bookish and everything else. That much is true. Those three films. I and you're right, guys. I really. I, I read it. I don't remember any sort of clones. Well, I remember it in clones. Yeah, clones. Yeah, it's there. But Menace. Yeah, don't remember it. I remember when Anakin was looking for directions to where the Sand People might be keeping his mother, and they were he was outside an open uh, yeah. open that was, one. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Maybe during the um, maybe during the pod race, maybe they passed by a sand crawler at some point. That would fast. make sense. I'll go with that. That sounds good. That's like, what it is. That's where it is. When it goes by, I, see, I remember that now. Houtini. Uh All right, this is going to be some um, some tough names here. So, so here we go. Ready? My name is Circa Corp Christ. What? I know what that is. But yeah, it's there's a C in there and a Z. Circa. Yeah. Circa Corp. Today I am joined by Mining Squad Matt. Okay. We're on good, good track so far. To my right is this one's kind of weak, but I'm sorry, Dave. To my right is climbing the dunes, Dave. Okay, <laughs> 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 they climb the dunes. All the live crawler, Dave. And last but not least, we got Treadit Vehicle Tim. <laughs> Tim <laughs> works for me. Tia, Tia works. Uh, where's his name at? Right there. Mining Squad Matt. Yes, sir. There's some cool facts about a toy 
of whatever this is is a machine. I, and we all- <laughs> I will do my best. Yes, the sand crawler. This one, this has been requested by longtime listener and supporter and Facebook community member and Art Moore participant Eric Moore more than once. Once we started delving into things outside of characters, he has suggested the sand crawler almost every response to the episode uh, that we had done. So finally, when I said I'd take on a couple episodes this round, I said, let me get this done for Eric because it's a mm. good idea and it's got some good information. So the sand crawler, this of course, everyone knows is the big brown rusted best I could describe it shape wise is polygonal shaped vehicle on huge treads that we first saw in the original star Wars. Does that sound like yeah. a fair description? Yeah. That's yep. Good. Okay. Mostly associated with the Jawas and the first time we saw them was in use by the Jawas when they, I guess, essentially stole or abducted C-3PO and R2-D2. That's how I described it in my notes. I like that. <laughs> but much like everything that the Jawas use, as we learned in the Jawas episode, this was not a vehicle that they invented or built. It's something that they kind of scavenged along with everything else in their lives. They came to kind of obtain the crawlers and that is a lot of this vehicle story is how or why they were there for them to get really mm, that's interesting okay so this goes all the way back as far their history on tattooing goes back thou- a long time thousands of years <laughs> thank you thousands of years you. before we actually see them and thousands of years before the battle of Yavin I should say and what the very first the reason that they were there in the first place is because some surveys of Tatooine made Tatooine look like it was going to be a good place to try to mine different types of ore from. I'm guessing from different hmm. geology uh, surveys and whatnot, they found possible minerals that lead them to conclusion. There's really no story on that. It just said it sound it was a seemed like a really good resource to mine important ores that they could make there's other things out of. There's gold in them. Yeah, sort there's of. There's gold like, in them hills. It, that is kind of how the description fits. I mean, you're joking, but it does kind of make it sound like at one point over a millennia ago, there was kind of a 49er gold rush on Tatooine for this ore. There's moisture in that there air. <laughs> now there's moisture. <laughs> the first company that tried to mine on Tatooine was Chris's name, the Zerka Corporation. Zerka. Zerka. C-Z. C-Z-E-R-K-A. Zerka. Cherka. Cherka. Yeah, like Czech Republic, I guess. That's probably yeah. a better way to say it. Cherka. 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 Claim to the entire planet itself. The the planet wasn't all that populated back then, and they started to col- they're the ones that started to actually colonize. They built a lot of the towns and villages that became established on Tatooine. Most notably, they actually built the town of Anchorhead that we hear about in Star Wars. Aha! That was a mining town originally built by. Until the then, Turka. it was just just one guy named Randy who just had like a. Airstream that he just lived in. He just yeah, exactly. Greeted everybody nicely. He's like, "Hey guys, what's going on?" Yeah, I call this place Anchorhead. You feed the stray dogs. 
That's what I named my junk. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the first sand crawlers that they brought to Tatooine were called METTs. stood for Multi-Environmental Track Transports. And they were basically the entire mining facility on treads. This housed, this is where some statistical information comes in that I think Eric is actually looking for. So I did my best to put some in here now and again and here's the first one for these METs these are these are actually much bigger than the ones that we saw in Star Wars and the whole story. Are you going to measure them by cubits, like 40 cubits by 80 cubits? No, I don't have those numbers, but that we'll go we'll say they're we'll say they're arc size. These are arc size. Yeah, what the hell is a cubit? (laughs) They house a crew of 10 that would actually drive and keep the uh what is it? The crawler operational. It also housed 60 miners and it held three tons of ore and it could self sustain all this for two months without having to refuel or get any kind of consumables for the crew. So it could just Ooh. travel the planet, travel the deserts for two months, mining ore. Now, yeah. once it started mining the ore, there was one really big problem. The ore on Tatooine was pretty crappy. By the time they dug it up, smelted it, and tried making something out of it, it was really it it would degrade and turn to shit right away. Like any metal they made out of it would just pretty much fall apart. So this investment that Cherka Corp put in like went right down the drain almost immediately. So they started losing money on these particular sand crawlers uh, and the investment in the mining. So they. The, the sand crawlers started to break down. They didn't have the money to fix them. It got to the point where between the breaking down of the crawlers, not being able to fend off attacks from Tusken Raiders, causing even more damage, that they it was they just said pretty much fuck it and hauled ass off the planet. They just couldn't afford to even attempt to mine anymore. So they just left these huge behemoths. They didn't they didn't even want to take the time to pu- put them on a ship and, and nope. fly away with them. Wasn't worth the time or money to them. Yeah, it probably cost too much to do it anyway. So yep. if they're if they're losing money, just like just just cut ties with everything. Exactly. Yep, that's exactly it. Uh, now these things are so beat up and so disrepair that they they weren't even probably essentially weren't even repairable. So these weren't commandeered by the Jawas or anyone else really, but they instead they were dismantled and all the cities and spaceports and whatnot were kind of expanded using these pieces. Which I don't know where this particular story comes from, but they've thought the thing I thought of immediately was kind of like the the bits and pieces of ships and vessels you see in most Eisley. I kind of think that someone tried to tie these vessels in with that kind of scenery, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. So now, even though the ore was crap and it was widely known across the galaxy, years years later, the Carillion Mining Corporation thought they could still make something out of this out of this ore. So they sent a fleet of digger crawlers to Tatooine. Now these are the crawlers, crawler, not crawl, crawlers, crawlers or donuts. These are the crawlers that we see in Star Wars. These are actually technically digger crawlers. Digger crawlers. Watch your mouth. As they designed and built these crawlers, they knew the issues that Zirka Corp had with the METT crawlers. So they built these a little more fortified, a little more basic as far as field repairs and they were more to dig up and transfer 
cargo rather than processing it. Though it did have some processing capabilities, some pre-processing capabilities. So whereas the original ones were floating cities, these didn't really have much in the way of crew quarters or any kind of creature co- or any comforts at all. And it could hold 50 tons of ore. That's exactly what these things Ooh. were made for, every, which is... Every time you see, I hear you say ore, I'm thinking whore. That's what I thought. <laughs> Sorry. It'll hold 50, 50 tons of whores. Hey, every time you say that, I'm putting the word whore in. Go That's ahead. a lot. Down, big daddy. That's because you're used to me saying that all these years. Whore. That's the word I say more than ore. Actually, that's probably true. Oh. <laughs> well, when am I going to use the word ore in a sentence? Whore I'll use five times a day. When you're on a canoe, give me the ore. That's <laughs> just completely different but true tons. <laughs> 50 tons of them and then if you're in a in a in a canoe with a whore say hey whore give me the ore <laughs> <laughs> don't be a fool don't be a bore lay on the floor <laughs> <laughs> don't stop i'll do this whore with this ore before i the store al gore does I don't know. <laughs> and then i'll come back for more <laughs> <laughs> and then i'll kick her out the door Knows he has experience with this shit. <laughs> I've been that whore. And then I watched some film noir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was good. <laughs> so, okay, where the hell was I? 50 tons of whore ore. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to happen. So, even though it, it did house a crew, it's and it also it still kept two months of provisions, just like the other one. They they did figure out that the Zerker Corp had that down. So, uh, the now the bridge of the sand crawler that I kind of figured this is what it was, and this finally verifies it. That kind of like line of windows at the very tippy top of the front of it—that is the bridge. That is where everything is controlled. Hmm. And right underneath there is a, a pan- panoramic uh, set of sensors that actually detect ore deposits. <laughs> so, no ore deposits. Just gonna now. I'm gonna think ore, even though I'm reading the word ore. Yes. So as far as the size, it didn't have the size of the METTs, but these were 60 feet tall and 120 feet long. And like I said, they had a simpler engine design. These were steam-powered, I guess in Star Wars technology, steam-powered nuclear fusion engines, which apparently in their technology is something simple. I don't know that I could (laughs) fix one. In fact, I'm pretty sure I couldn't. So... But that's the that's what I was thinking too. Like the Jawa, the stinky, uh, yeah. Thank you. Jawa are have nuclear capabilities. <laughs> Apparently, yes. Isn't that frightening? It's like this North Korea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We better be careful. We're gonna get hacked and shut down. <laughs> they sound the same. People have to buy this podcast for six dollars on video on demand. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Now, with these basic engines and these this huge size and weight, they could only reach top speeds of 18 miles That's an hour. That's faster than I thought you were going to say. It's age. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh. Always, I thought that was pretty slow. I was like, really slow. So I'm wondering how long... I mean, because when C-3PO sees it, it's just a little dot in the horizon. How long is he standing there going, <laughs> over here? Three hours hey! later. Yeah, exactly. If you just want to walk toward them as they were driving to him, he would have cut down the time. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. If C-3PO is traveling north (laughs) at two miles an hour in the Sandcrawler, when will they meet? They leave it most nicely at 10 (laughs) o'clock. Maybe maybe they were going faster when they were going downhill. I was going to say, that could be so slow. And all the droids start tipping to the front of it. (laughs) (laughs) 
the inertia of, of the, the weight of the droids. See? It's science. Yeah, why not? It's all science. science. In a galaxy far, far away. So, as you can obviously see, they roll on eight sets of treads, four in the back, four in the front, and it was actually a rear-wheel drive vehicle. Only the rear treads actually moved, and the front were meant for steering. Ooh. Yeah. So, the crawlers, as, as the name implies, digger crawlers, they are designed to dig up and store ore, and they would dig up ore deposits, and, and then... The center of the crawler would go over the, what they dug up and use this extendable magnetic suction tube, mm-hmm. which is, I don't understand how it's magnetic and suctioned at the same time to bring the ore on board. But that is, I, I'm positive, the ore on board. The magnet is, it has purpose. The suction is just for fun. Yeah. Or <laughs> something. And it didn't actually say this in the entry, but I'm pretty sure that is what we saw them use to carry droids on board. That's a horse sucker, right? That is. It's a horse sucker. So, okay, like I said earlier, it did have minimal pre-production equipment on board. It had an ore grinder that could grind up the raw ore and a laser preprocessor that would burn off the non-useful minerals that were stuck on the ore. So by the time it hit that 50-ton cargo bay, it was a pure ore. That was one... Or through and through. <laughs> it's every time everything he's saying sounds dirty now. <laughs> I know I'm trying, and now I'm trying to it's adjust like my notes to company now. Or. Yeah. <laughs> That's a huge bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so to unload the ore, they had a big front door that they'd open and kick it right out. They kicked her out, and after, yeah, they kicked the ore right out the right or out the front the door. door. After was there money on the on the power droid? <laughs> no, yeah. money on the <laughs> They'd make the, make the ore do the walk of shame right out the, right out the door. Power droid Davenport. <laughs> so the Krillian Krillian Mining Company thought they could make something out of this ore, much like Richard Gear. Good. <laughs> Good. You do you do a fantastic. I got no place else to go. <laughs> So th- they had the first the first loads of the ore yes! <laughs> transported to central processing facility. Everything discussing Dave. That's that's. The- I'm so I'm so glad I didn't think of this while I was doing the notes. I would have never gotten through this. Loads. Well, they pretty much found out. Yeah, this ore is shit. They can't do anything with it. So they gave up, much like the was a Zerka company did, and never re- even returned to Tatooine. They just abandoned everything. Including the crawlers, the the Turkish so, who's a action figure company found all the ore and made Star Wars figures out of them. <laughs> yeah, right. Headman, headman. So this is the point where the Jawas commandeered the crawlers. So the crawlers serve now. They serve as for the Jawas now at this point. Now we're, we're shifting from what their original purpose was that they've been transfer transformed into or adapted to. So they serve as a part time home. For half the Jawa clan, half would stay at their village and half would go out scavenging. Now, they accommodated that huge cargo bay, the big 50-ton cargo bay, to accommodate their work. They built some workshops to repair broken droids and equipment they found. They used it to, for staging areas to get items ready for sale. And it was, uh, instead of one being one big open area that it used to be, it had like multi-levels and kind of little, little workshop rooms from what the description is telling you. 
So there were some, the sleeping quarters that were there for the minimal crew when it was an ore collection uh, vehicle were redesigned. And what used to house one human now would stack three Jawas in at a time as they traveled from point to point. Stack Jawas. Yeah. And I can't imagine how those rooms smelled. It's like the, after our Jawa episode. It's like the human centipede, like the one that's in the middle has the, <laughs> down, has the downdraft of the one on top. And then the breath from the one underneath coming up. Get that wind. That's some serious. Every, some hickory wind. Every, when we do talk about Jawa stench, was it? What's, isn't that often? But when we do, there, I do smell something. I, it's such a Pavlovian response. Ever since that episode, it oh. makes you smell hold. Yeah, really. Like I smell like terrible uh, European bo. Really? <laughs> yes. Like it's a psychosomatic thing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's insane. I'm, I'm cringing right now. I'm not kidding. Are, are you serious? Yes, I'm dead that's serious. Crazy amazing. I'm olfactory. It's crazy amazing. I'm totes serious. Totes McGoats. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, does that happen to you, Chris? Every Thursday. <laughs> Every Thursday. Is it right, Mom? It might be me. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Why does she always sound like that? Like she's like a monster. Or <laughs> they make, he makes her sound like Ann Ramsey from Throw Mama from the Train. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Ellen! <laughs> <laughs> now I'm smelling something else. Ann Ramsey? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and now I got that mixed in with the Jawa smell. I'm going to start gagging here. All this needs is a little Ann Ramsey. And or perfume. <laughs> or, <laughs> or for men. <laughs> okay so uh all right that sensor array i talked about that was usually one of the first things to break down because it was the most complex thing on the sand crawler jawas didn't really bother fixing it because they used that panoramic window at the very top of the sand crawler to look for little glints of light off the desert and that was usually indicate some kind of metal presence among the sand so they didn't really care about this sensor array anymore and just use their eyes there's jawas stationed all along the windows looking for shiny objects basically we found shit (laughs) (laughs) it's funny that you bring up the the reflective stuff because that's what they ended up putting on their uh robes yes to deflect the sun so they wouldn't smell even worse i guess if that's even possible is that when that's the story that was the way they kept cool that they 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 put almost basically little mirrors all over them so the sun was bouncing off them rather than being absorbed into them yeah, I do remember that now. Of course, you just told me. <laughs> How'd you remember that, Matt? <laughs> that is the answer. I know it's the answer, so I just fucking told you. <laughs> uh, so they use the they use these sand crawlers for a better part of the millennia, pretty much for as long as any of the actual people that lived on Tatooine can remember. They were really the Jawas vehicles, and they're about the only ones that could actually fix these, I guess, archaic engines at this point to what they were to everybody else so they were a a part another part of their mystery that we learned in the jawas was this which people often mistake as their technology because they never asked for help in repairing them and when people actually got to look inside very rarely at a sand crawler they had no idea what they were looking at this looks like some kind of room on wheels i'm not sure what it is (laughs) but these smelly bastards they got they got something out here what accent yeah, is that? I was just like, that. Southern. 
France. South Germany. South of France. Ricky Bobby. German that's been living in the South for 15 years, specifically. That's that accent. The holes, the holes were. The the fortified holes that the Carillion Mining Company designed did largely stay intact. That They didn't need much repair, though parts of them did start to wear thin, and a coordinated attack on a sand crawler would be successful, but very rarely did. The, their, their number one enemy out in the desert were the Tuscan Raiders. Rarely did they ever have a coordinated strategic attack. They pretty much just would shoot blindly at it and not know where to shoot it. So they survived almost every Tuscan Raider attack. However, it seems, I guess, I don't have this in my notes, but I'm piecing together. I guess the Imperial Stormtroopers did know that or could see the weaknesses in it. And that's how they actually stopped the one that we saw destroyed in Star Wars, I guess. So these new modified crawlers would require 50 Jawas to crew it, and it could carry 300 of them at any time and could carry 1,500 droids. I'm doing 300 Utinis. Hold on. Okay, good. Is the only time you see see inside one of them during that, that first thing, like when... I was just watching it today, actually, when after they capture both of them, abduct both of them. Yeah, kidnap. And they're all kind of rattling around in there with all the crap. That's the only time you ever see inside one of them, right? That deep inside. On episode two, it's open, so you can see in it, but you don't really see the, the amount of detail that you saw in what you're describing. Okay. From what I remember. Yeah, because as far- it just looks like they just... there's That's the only time that you see like that Death Star droid... And yeah, it's in there. All the core droids are in there, yeah. and it's it's an op, it's operational. It's like moving around and stuff like that. It's like it's like animated. So, right. Yeah. Okay. I and I can't even. I still can't picture this episode two section. It's like dark. It's like he's yeah. Matt's right. He, when he's, he's asking for directions, yeah. Okay. It's like in the back. It's like glowing. You see, like the the front. Yeah, it's like the the front panel or either the front or back panel is open, and it's like a yellow light inside is all shiny. And the, the Jawas are standing at the edge of the doorway where it was lowered down okay. and pointing like go that way. Yeah. All right, I, it went this way. It's that. It's that. That direction. Yeah. So they're like they're like the gas station. Bef- yeah, pretty much. Yeah. GPS. I, I, mean, I still can't remember the Phantom Menace. I don't remember that either. It must be the pod race. I think you guys are right. I'm not going to go watch and find out. <laughs> Why not? Because it's the Phantom Menace. Oh. I think I've made my thoughts on that clear in the past 140 episodes. <laughs> 140 episodes. <laughs> as far as seeing them together or at all, they, you only ever see one of them on Tatooine at any time. They don't ever travel together. The only time you would even get a chance to see them together is if you stumbled upon the secret location of the Great Swap Meet, <laughs> which Dave told us about in the Jawa episode. That's when they all gather together and do their trading and their obviously their means of transportation to get there are the sand crawlers. There is one other sand crawler type, and it's called a survey class crawler, but there's no information on it. I, that is really all the entry is, is, is that its name is the survey class. So I'm going to guess it is even uh, further scaled down, and it doesn't even actually dig any ore. It just looks for it, finds it, reports back, says, hey, it's shit, don't come here, because they didn't learn in the past two sand crawlers already, I guess. It's a VW bug. <laughs> a v- oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Or a doom buggy. <laughs> Did I, man, are these, I, I thought I read, are these only on sandy areas? 
What the hell? Whammy. Like, are they only like Whammy. sand planets? Or can he be like on Hoth or Deck? No, they could be actually on any planet. They're, the other, the only note I have about uh, it being outside of the sand planet was that it was there was a a Tuscan Raider that took one of these survey class ones. I'm just talking about one of these smaller ones and used it. He became a bounty hunter, mm. and he used one of these and traveled all over. He put it on his ship and would go on the planet, whatever planet, and use that as his means of travel. Oh, oh I'm seeing that one. when he's hunting down his bounty. Are those guys from um, Bueller when they? Um, <laughs> that was the first thing I thought. Though. Take over the the, the, the car and yeah, yeah, man. yeah. The Tuscan Raider, professionals. So there's a there's a Tuscan Raider bounty hunter. Do tell. Yeah, his name is Sardu. Really? Ooh. Yep. He yeah. left. Tatooine early like once he became a bounty hunter once he understood he could do something other than be a Tuscan Raider he left Tatooine pretty much right away took this commandeered crawler with him and he did he was the outsource he was like the go-to outsourcing guy for Forlom and Zuckus like if they had a job they didn't want to do or was beneath them where they were overworked they would call this Sardu guy he was their kind of their yeah, his their vendor or his he was their vendor. Sardu yeah, Swall's miniature sand crawler. Is there a picture? Ooh, I no, there isn't. The idea of that being a thing—that's cool. And really, as far as that, that's all I have as far as what they do within the Star Wars galaxy. I do have uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff. Is really all I have left here. Uh, the design of the crawler is largely inspired by the NASA crawler. I don't know if you guys have seen this or not. It's the mobile launch platform that's wheeled out the Apollo Saturn oh, V yeah. rockets and the space shuttles from the vehicle assembly building. I know what you're talking about with those huge okay. treads. Exactly. Yeah. George Lucas, apparently, it's reported George Lucas took a lot of pictures of these crawlers himself and gave to the artist saying that's what he wanted this particular vehicle base after the treads, which was actually really cool. Cause right before I had did, done these notes, I was hanging out with Scott Gardner from two true freaks after that it was right after the Orion launch coverage I did for Neo's as, and I was showing him pictures and I saw one of these crawlers inside the vehicle assembly building. I was like five feet away from it, as close as I'd ever been. And we were talking about, how much they look like a sand crawler. And well, lo and behold, there's a reason why it looks exactly like a sand crawler because that's what they're based that's from. That's awesome. Thank you. How close, Thank you, Von Ron. Ron. How close were that? you to that thing? About I was about probably like if my if my arm was five feet longer, I could have touched it. So what, what's my arm like two, three feet? So like within 10 feet of it. So how many of yous would uh, it take? Like how tall was just the Red. Oh God! Um, the treads alone, yeah. probably like three people high, so about 15, 15 to twenty feet. And that's how, and that's what we can assume that would be like in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, those things are huge. I mean, I've seen them before from a bus because the bus tour at Kennedy Space Center, the visitors complex, always goes by it. I've never been up to it where I could actually get the scale of it, and it's just ridiculously big. How th- how huge those things are! I couldn't get a picture of it. I'm inside the vehicle assembly building, which is one of the biggest buildings per square foot in the world, and I'm on the other side of it, and I can't get it all within the camera lens. I have to do a like a, a multiple shot to get to get the entire width of this thing. That's cool. It's a. Uh, I can't imagine. Like, I, it's it's almost like you get to see one of these things, even though they don't exist. You get to see them. Sort of. In yeah. life. Yeah. 
Yeah, they certainly look like it. I mean, the the links and the treads look exactly like they do in the movie. Would love to see that. When this thing was built, I don't know if you're going to get to this with your um, behind the scenes things. The thing mm-hmm. that's in A New Hope that we see rolling yes. around. Are you going to talk about that? Yeah. Okay, I'll shut up. But what's your question? Because it probably leads in to what I got. Is that like, <laughs> like I know that the, the use of models was prolific in these movies, but like, how big is that thing that they made that looks like it's that big rolling around the sand? Yeah, really. It's really not that big. I saw a pic- I had the picture. I've been trying to find it again, but they had a picture of one of the model makers setting it up, and it looks not much bigger. Do you remember the remote-controlled sandcrawler toy? Yes. Yeah. Let's say it's... Oh, there, there's, there's a picture. It looks like two and a half, three times that size. I found the picture. <laughs> He is, he's kneeling down on it. He's squatting all the way down and it's, he's still twice the size, twice the size of it. If he were standing up, it would come up just below his knees. It'd be at his shin height. So that's how small it is. That's television. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. That, that picture you're talking about, I have that hanging up in my office at work. Uh, Lauren Peterson is, is the guy with the beard. Yeah. And he's like putting a paintbrush to it. Yeah. I have that. I have that hanging up frame to my office at work that okay. picture if i'm working on the did you get his autograph on that picture i have a i had an autograph um index card so i oh, just okay. mounted yeah. the index card on the photo and put it in a frame yeah so yeah they're they're ridiculously small which is just <clears throat> like that is so cool how that transfers on the film looking as big as they do that is amazing to me that's I'd, even from a kid to to now and even watching it today that that that's one of the most impressive things about that. That thing looks like it's it's, as, that, it's that big. It's as big as that thing that the screen that wheels out the the you know the rockets to the launch pad. It looks like it's yep. that big. Well, that yeah, was it does. that was a redone shot for the special edition. There was there was an original shot back in the in the original one, but the one that we're talking about where lauren peterson is actually working on that was that was done for the special edition they that, that was that was one of those modified shots really yeah okay I, I i can't remember exactly how the original looked but it wasn't it didn't look as real as the as the reshoot one the reshoot one is like near perfect and it's it's one of the few examples where it improved upon it like you know tenfold but the original wasn't as dynamic. Okay, so that's okay. that's probably what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't yeah. have any notes or pictures of that scale. I mean, I we could probably assume it's around the same size, maybe smaller, but probably not to the detail like Tim was saying. I can't imagine it'd be that much smaller and it wouldn't look completely fake. But I don't know. Maybe it was. I'm trying to see if on YouTube, if maybe that... That scene is on YouTube with the original Sandcrawler scene. I'm, I'm sure it is. I'm not. I want to. I'm know. not seeing it. I'm not seeing it pop up. I want to hear in the first. But the toy. I can't wait for that. I'm, <laughs> I'm almost there. <laughs> there is one little story that I thought was kind of funny. Uh, well, not funny. It's actually kind of frightening. That when they built that full scale size one with those treads, with it looking so uh, militaristic, when it was being set up in Tunisia, it was built very near the Libyan border and the tunisian government actually requested that be moved farther away from the border because it looked like a big military uh, vehicle being built right on the 
edge of their border. So I thought that was kind of Are funny. You serious? That's I. Again, I mean, my source is a source for all our stuff, so I don't know if it's true or not. But the, if that story is true, that's a pretty interesting story. That's amazing if that's, that's a true story. Like somebody could have gotten shot over this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Like even somebody could have. There could have been a war started over this. Yeah. <laughs> a war started. <laughs> well, imagine if you're Livia and you're looking across there and you see these giant treads and this thing's starting to rise off the ground. That's got to look frightening. You're like, what the hell? Are those Tunisians doing? Seriously, those whack of Tunisians. They just me and Tim there with posters. Sign, please. Sign. Sign. <laughs> You'd be the Sign first two shot. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the toys. Chris brought up the toy, and I was. I think of. Well, I said it earlier. The remote control toy, but there is a shit ton of toys. Well, more than I remembered. I mean, there's some micro machines. There's a die cast, almost like a, a Hot Wheels car. There was the 2004 Diamond Comics preview vehicle, which was a, a remake of the remote control one, but without the remote mm. control features. Two Lego sets. I didn't know there was two. There's one in 2005 that was a 1600 piece set, and one in 2014, just this past year, it was a 3209 piece set. That thing looks it's awesome. It's, it's in I, that's, still. Yeah. I would actually like to have that. That's that's crazy expensive, have, but it looks good. They had that. Um, they had that on display at the Lego store here in Nashville. The the the, the new Sandcrawler Lego thing it was pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, it's neat. Uh, I didn't have the remote control Jawas Sandcrawler, but I did have the 1979 Land of the Jawas playset that had a cardboard huh. version as its backdrop. Yeah. And that little little yellow plastic piece that slid up, you could slide R two D two up and down it. I had, I did have that, and yep. I think it had the had the escape pod with it too, didn't it? It had the escape. I used a bunch of that on my art merch. That's right, you did. But, yeah, yeah. There's there was it was the sand crawler, and then you could slide them up in there. And when you slid R two up in the sand crawler, they had that little tiny window. Yeah, and when you slid right. him up. He looked out the little window. <laughs> yep. And the 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 base of that, not only did it have that skate pod, which was a great toy all by itself, but it had the treads yep. over it and, the, it and the little mountain, and it had the thing where you could put the person on and slot, and he slid the lever back and forth, so it looked like they were turning. Turning. It was like, yeah. I mean, it was like it was quite an elaborate thing just to have someone turn. Yeah, back in '79 for sure. And they had the other thing too that also you could. It was a little just square platform that was the size of their foot and you could arrest them on there and have them stand on it and then when you hit the thing it would move it so they would fall over yeah, Dave played with his toy a lot back then huh? <laughs> this is one of my all time favorite toys I used that thing constantly because it was one of the first ones and it was like it was such a cool little recreation of the of the movie I played played with that daily and then I cut it to shreds and glued it on armor. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the piece de resistance, I think, for any collector is the 1979 remote control sand crawler. It had the droid elevator tool to the panels folded down. The top cockpit had a, a little area you could put a Jawa in to drive in. And, of course, it was radio controlled. And it cost... I don't know where I found this, but it cost twenty nine ninety nine in nineteen seventy nine, which I did the uh, I did a uh, Google calculator um, search for inflation. It's ninety eight dollars in two thousand fourteen. Oh. Wow! 
What did it like? I didn't have that one. It it actually had like a little remote control, and it just like went backwards and forwards. I think it's I I don't remember. And guys, if you remember better, I think it's one of those remote controls where it always goes forward, but then you click the button and it backs up, like does like a right turn backing up, so you can redirection it. But I'm not sure that's right or not. And you you can put figures in it and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't think it did like full turning, like left right turning. I think it did that backup turning thing, like those early remote control cars and stuff did i think hmm. i'd have to watch the commercial to see and it took like it, it took like eight thousand batteries yeah it t- probably took c batteries or something weird weird like that they could yeah, pick it up you had to put a full car battery into it <laughs> <laughs> you had to put one, of those, yeah, one of those square hour. one of those square batteries not the <laughs> nine volt but the big square ones like you'd have in a flashlight <laughs> yeah like the you're like, you're like you're like six years old, and you're like, Dad, my thing doesn't work. Can I get a jump? You control jam. Chris has got a picture of the box wow, man. Here. Thirty bucks back then, and then a hundred bucks today. You know, it took. <laughs> oh, here we go. It took two D cell batteries and two nine volt batteries to run. Figures not two shown. D's and two nine volts. Huh? <laughs> and then there's a one of a that cost as much as the uh, thing itself, probably. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, I, I bet you half the batteries were for the remote control, and the other half was yep. for well, here's the remote. Here's the control. Looks looks big. Looks like a look at the size of it. The remote control. Yeah. It looks like it's got one button on it, so I think it does just back up and turn. It, that doesn't look like a remote control. It does. I got news like, for yeah, you. Vibrator. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> I think I think that a lot of kids got that toy. That sure. the, actually, their, this I is, think their mothers bought them that. Did toy. you see the most topical thing today? That Play-Doh piece. Oh God! Yeah. yeah. Did you see that? I saw it. It, it looks, looks just like one. It, it sure just does. Like, just like the simple fact that that made it past that many eyes and into production just ast- astounds you. Maybe girls were behind it. <laughs> Five-year-old girls who have never seen a penis. God damn the people who made it, Tim! Stop it. Five-year-old girls who have never seen a penis are like, we want it to look like this. All right. <laughs> Did Play-Doh come out of the top of it? Like, what was... What, oh, what? Yeah. I don't really know how, how, how you turn it and spun it, but... Well, let me show you. <laughs> <laughs> you pet it until it throws up. <laughs> well, to quote Tim in this episode, that's all I got. What if there was white Play-Doh? <laughs> and then you just turn it so it just ooze out. There the- is white Play-Doh. Yeah, there is. There's not what if. There is white Play-Doh. Tim knows his Play-Doh. I'm watching. I'm watching the Cake Mountain. The peanut. Why do they have to blur out the thing? I want to see where the stuff comes out of. <laughs> well, it's a conversation Tim's had many times. Yeah, really, <laughs> it does come out the tip. So you do put Play-Doh into it, and you squeeze it like a syringe out the out the the, the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. Man, after all that research you did, do you have any? Fan stuff. Feedback? I do. Yeah, there you go. I do. I do. Considering that episode was inspired by a request from Eric Moore, I went through some emails and Facebooks of other requests people have made. Whether or not we decide to do them is entirely up to whoever is hosting the episode, but I thought I'd share them quick. 
This one is from Eric, not Eric Moore, a different Eric. First off, I love the show. And he says, I love the Millennium Falcon, and he knows that we have done podcasts on ships, and he would love for us to do one on that as well. So that is a request from Eric. One from Matthew that said, hello, Chris, Matt, Dave, and Tim. I have a character for you to do on a podcast, which is the Mouse Droid. Yeah, I've uh, up from time to time as a possible candidate. I know I have. The Mouse Droid? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's going to be one coming up soon of an item in the Falcon. That's true. And last on this list is from a Carl. He said, hey, guys, for your next character, you should do Mexeron Algalerga. <laughs> I accidentally stumbled upon this guy on Wikipedia and think it would be a great obscure character. I Mexeron? That, yeah, I think that is one of the like dignitaries from Naboo. I, looked, I had to look that up when I saw that. I don't remember oh, who he was, but he was a prequel character for sure. So that is oh, he's uh, he's the guy that that uh, marries. Oh the, yeah, okay. Oh yeah, that would be interesting because uh, maybe there's some religious, you know, part of it or something like that. That could, that could be a cool one. So those are the, the three, I guess, latest latest suggestions. So. Do with that as you will. We appreciate the feedback as well. And anyone that wants to send us suggestions or any other kind of feedback can do so at our website at newsaz.com and go to the bottom of the page to fill out our contact form. Or some of those were taken from Facebook as well. So feel free to post anything you want, question or comment otherwise, or anything you want on our Facebook page at any time. And that's at facebook.com slash Star Wars and Character. Nice. Well done, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. I think of uh, an episode on the Falcon. Probably have to wait till after episode seven so we can see what kind of interesting stuff they do with that ship in that movie. Nothing. <laughs> They'll do nothing. They there was a, a book, There was a book that did the history of that, like prior to Han Solo owning it, and that is extensive. That's a long story. But of course, that's all thrown out the window now. But uh, that there was there is history written for that and it goes and goes Ooh. and goes right all right chris okay it's time <laughs> did he wake up did i bore him to death no no no. there's a yeah. lot of stuff happening oh. oh i'm sorry i forgot already if you if you if you notice some some parts of this episode at the end where i don't think i, I spoke much I had a good reason. <laughs> okay. The mother still there after three episodes. <laughs> the mother will not leave. Please! Don't say fuck. <laughs> oh, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. It's <laughs> All right. Well, talking about your ball sack, we all know you have a sack with two balls in it, and it's a sack. <laughs> I know what you were doing with that dead tooth girl in that little shed while I was playing bingo. No, it she was making your pee pee cry milk. Ugh! God! I'm ready. Don't be ashamed. That's how you were made. (laughs) (laughs) If it wasn't for your pee-pee crying milk, I wouldn't have two beautiful grandchildren right now. Yes. That's right. It's the only time you want to see a pee-pee cry. (laughs) When you're making two beautiful, beautiful grandchildren for your your mother to love. 
When you're not making children with your pee-pee crying, God goes blind. Trivia <laughs> <laughs> tape. I this I'm enjoying this. This is they're funny and I get to watch you. Cringe. I know, I wish I could see. Twinkle, little one eye. That milk. <laughs> milk mustache. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Wipe your face, kid. I mean, just Wipe work. your face, my beautiful, beautiful son. Oh, mommy's proud. <laughs> At least that girl could have washed her hands before she came out of that shit. It did burn a little bit. Oh. <laughs> it did burn. It was the hot sauce. <laughs> All right. Oh my god. This uh, <laughs> trivia. Is called what, Tim? Imperial Pursuit Strikes Back. 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 I thought you were gonna do it in the same voice. Imperial Pursuit. No. <laughs> hey, Chrissy, it's time for you to win some points. <laughs> Just take out your penis. <laughs> oh, I almost knocked over my microphone. <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh All right. Well, I'm grinning so hard my face hurts. Oh. In Imperial Pursuit, the scores are like this. I have 14. Then Matt with 8. And Chris and Tim are tied with 0. 0! Oh, man. Hello there! <laughs> so, Tim. Yes. Are you ready? I am. Okay. Your category is Dagobah. Dagobah. Uh, that could be about anything. Um, you guys, gonna, you have two, you have two in a row, right? At least, I mean, and they're both five pointers. Hmm? You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go five points. Oh shit! Okay. Question. Luke sees several snakes on Dagobah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> In the Empire In the Empire Strikes Back Where is the last one That he encounters There's tons of snakes I watched it today There's like a million of them I was like I'm not I hate questions I believe It's in the engine Of his X-Wing I remember he pulls something Out of his engine Hmm and then Does climbs he? into his it's when he's like I gotta go they're my friends <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say the engine I think that's the last one he pulls he pulls out that's your final answer that is my final answer engine snake that that means you are correct oh my god (laughs) well done it's in the engine he pulls it out when he's leaving there we go i feel like i do feel like champ kind i'm gonna start my own bat meat fast food restaurant I'm impressed, Tim. Well done. You're at positive five. Positive five. 
Chris, is it still at zero? We gotta do five again just so I can stay on Tim's ass. You don't have to. <laughs> I like being on his ass though, Dave. Oh. <laughs> this crying snake. Can't argue with that. Are you ready, Matt? I am ready. I'm ready. Your category is Yoda. Oh, I didn't but I went away. What? Oh. Yoda is your category. I will try five again. Whoa. You guys are ballsy. Ballsy. This game's heating up. All right. It's getting hot in here. That was horrible. Off five points. Five points. What does Yoda have that R2-D2 tries to get back <clears throat> that makes Yoda hit him with his cane? Oh, I... I don't know if it's got... It's probably has a Star Wars-y name, but it looks like a little pen flashlight to me, so I'm just going to... I don't know what its Star Wars-y name would be, so I'm just going to go with flashlight. Final answer. Final answer. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Whammy, whammy, whammy. (laughs) No whammies. No whammies. That is correct. All right. <laughs> Luke only calls it his lamp. Ah, lamp. Okay. So I understand what you're saying. He's yeah. like, he's like, you know, he's eating his food and he's like, that's my lamp. I need that. You know, <laughs> I was whining. So uh, any anything like that would have sufficed. But uh, right. he calls it his lamp. Well, thank you. <laughs> you guys are you guys are impressive. It's the last I'm stop right now. So get ready. What the impressiveness? You got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. Chris, <laughs> do you have your Han Solo? Uh, soundboard. Up I am getting it right now, babe. Because as as I'm watching these films with my son, I, I hear these familiar sound clips that Chris often plays that now make my son and I laugh because they're just out of context, you know, from the soundboard. And I hear them in the in the movie, and I'm like, I wonder if these guys know when these right. things are said. So. This is this this is going off track here, Dave. Real fast. Yeah. You just told me that you and your son watched a movie, <coughs> and he's just asking you questions left and right. Eh, sort of. Uh, what what film was that again? I, you said not Star Wars. This. That was Die Hard. That's it. And you were asking why Holly and McLean are like arguing or fighting or something, or they don't have the last name. Why she uses Gennaro yeah. instead of McLean? <laughs> I love this question. Yeah. Well, he he he's like the kind of kid. He's he's. He, He's he wants to know immediately. <laughs> like we start watching the movie, and she's like, "Why? Why this? Why? Wh- wh- what do the terrorists want?" And, it's like, yeah. and I'm like, "You're you just started watching? Yeah. Sit and watch the movie." You were saying he, they, they pulled into the bank or to, to the plaza under the, the building, and you're, and you're like, "Why is he going in there? Yeah, what are they doing in there?" The, the terrorists just get there, and he's like, well, "What do they want?" Yeah. Well, that's the whole movie. I love do you want to watch the movie? You want me to tell you the movie? Yeah. <laughs> I love that part. Okay, I'm ready. He's very inquisitive. Um. Okay, you've had you've played this several times. I don't know if it's on there, but everybody knows the sound clip where Han says, "Don't get excited." Yes, you you know what I'm talking about. I do, I do, I do. You guys know what I'm talking about too. Yep, no, I know the scene. He plays this a lot. Don't get excited. There it is. Can we hear it? Don't get 
excited. Yes. When does he say that? That's a damn good question, Dave. Don't get excited. Dave. Um, first step past my head, but it's not, it's, it's, it's not this. It's, it's Motherfucker, man. <laughs> Can you hear me thinking? I didn't even have you back. I hear your mother coming down to whip your ass for saying motherfucker on the microphone. <laughs> squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. Crash. Put five either way. You're doing five. Yeah, okay. I, I don't think because I didn't have you bet. Five it is for, for this. Don't get excited. I know. It's Han talking to Leia. During the during the um, kissing scene, and three people interrupts them. That's what I'm saying. I'm totally wrong now. <laughs> Cock block. <laughs> like, <laughs> not excited, and then you're trembling. I'm not trembling. That's what I think it's from. Tim, negative five. What do you think? I, I believe he's wrong. What do you think it is? I think it's when they're in the. Cockpit of the Falcon. It's the two of them, and then they're they're inside the asteroid, and she's trying um, to fix I, some things. She falls on his lap. I think that's right. I think that's what's, the scene. What's Matt think? What do you think, Matt? I I I'm not sure if I was thinking the same one, uh, same thought or uh, same scene. Tim was. I thought it was on the. Falcon when they first got hit by the in the asteroid field and the ship shook and she fell into his arms. I'm not sure if that's the same thing Tim was saying or not. Oh, well that's either way. That's different. Okay. Well, uh, now that you said it, maybe maybe she does fall into his arm, not his lap. But I think Tim and Matt are right, and I'm wrong. I think you're definitely wrong. And now because they didn't write it down, they both have me thinking. <laughs> So I gotta look it up. <coughs> I do know his her line re- after that is it. Don't get excited. Oh wait, what does she say? Something like you're hardly enough to get me excited or something like that, which is a cold fucking thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> that bitch. We're all thinking here. He's looking it up. Don't get excited. Deep <laughs> <laughs> All these times we heard this, we're like, uh... It's, it's definitely one of the things that they said. This is embarrassing because I can't remember now and I didn't write it down. The The line after it is exactly, Captain being held by you isn't quite enough to get me excited. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Let's move on. Negative five. Let's go. <laughs> it's definitely not Chris's scene because I just saw uh, that in yeah, the book before I dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you looking, Tim? Yeah, I have the script in my hands. All right. Well, that means, Chris, you're back at negative five. Oh, Christ. Oh, I have something going there, Tim. Don't get ah, excited. It's a ten-point swing. <clears throat> All right, Dave, yours Yeah. is about a new hope. Oh, oh, there it is. Here it is. The sliding door closes behind the. So Han and Leia realize they are in each other's. Wait, where is? Ooh, Million Falcon cockpit. Yep. Leia flushes 
averting her eyes. She has eyes like they're fighting to get free. Han, don't get excited. Anger rises in Leia. Captain, being held by you isn't quite enough to get me excited. So it is in the cockpit. So yeah, I believe it is when she falls into his arms or into his lap. Doesn't quite say in the uh, in the notes. Onto his penis. We know. <laughs> All right. So my category is a new hope. A new hope. Don't get excited. <laughs> Don't get excited. <laughs> now, you realize that Matt is only one point behind you. So you're going to do this. You're going to go one. Well, you know what? I, Why did you pass him a little bit? You guys are... Uh, Why'd you shut your goddamn mouth? <laughs> Let him do what he's going to do. Matt is really putting the heat on here, so... Do two. How about two? What is it? A new hope? A new hope. A brand new could be, could be a anything, Dave. I'm gonna bet four. <gasps> okay, four points. We could have a new leader after this question. How many? Screens? I hate questions that start with the words "how many." Because <laughs> how many did movies you bet? are in the Star you know Wars? I actually put that in there. I'll read what it says here. Just read what it says, but leave out how many. They're always bullshit questions. The number of full screenplay drafts of A New Hope. Lucas wrote before he said he got it right. Oh, oh God! Next God. Is it that a that Harrison Ford griped to Lucas while they were filming? And we all probably know this. You can write this shit, George, but you can't say it. So, I'm just giving you a number. How many screenplays drafts of a of a New Hope did he write before he finally got it right? Before he finally got it right. Correct. Holy crap. That counting the 1997 rewrites? I highly doubt it. <laughs> Before we finally got it right. Uh, my lucky number is eight. 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 How many, how many points? Four points. That's the answer. Oh, Four is nice. the answer. <laughs> Four is the answer. Uh, oh, I thought eight was the answer. Oh. No, no. no. Four, Four was the answer. Four was the answer. Mm. It didn't say how many i put it in there but the number of full draft all right well that means we have a new leader oh oh i'm impressed what made, you, what made you say four so like yeah i got this four. Oh, i don't know okay it's i mean if i keep betting little he's eventually gonna catch me anyway so right <sighs> great right. job matt thank you you're on top i am <laughs> Matt has 13. I have 10. Tim has 5. Positive. And Chris has negative 5. Negative. We have played a game going on We do. I'm never in the game. We have the game going. Come next episode, I could be in third. I highly doubt that. Well, you'd never know. Tim keeps doing his fives. Yeah. It's heating up. It's heating up. Well, thank you very much for listening to this episode featuring the awesome Sandcrawler. Sandcrawler! Tune in next time where we discuss the Womp Rat. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. 
Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information.